Hey everybody and welcome to a nostalgic wild ride with Steve-O. Man, can I tell you that this is the first intro for this podcast that I've been able to record in this room for months? And when I say this room, of course, I'm talking about my home studio slash edit room. And it got this big, exciting makeover. You know, we're going to put a, a link to the video about the makeover in the description. Check it out. It's unbelievable. And this podcast was such a treat, man. Who knew that Steve Urkel, a.k.a. Jaleel White, was going to be so much fun to talk to? Man. I hope this one does as well as the Frankie Muniz podcast because it's every bit as awesome. Yeah, dude, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Jaleel White. Oh, hey, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, dude, so you've met Scott Randolph. Yeah. Absolutely, what's up, big dog? And on? Paul Brisky up front. What's they up, were, Jaleel? They were here before you pulled up. I know, dude, I, I, I ran late. These guys screwed me. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, see, did they give you the wrong time or something? No, no, no it wasn't no, the wrong no. time. He just left late. And then he blamed it on us. Yeah, see, <laughs> you're the star. I just gave you the platform to completely blame it on these guys. You didn't take well, it. Well, no, no. I, I, I left late because they were calling me up talking about we need this wire. We, we don't have that. And, and so I'm rummaging around looking for what these knuckleheads should have had. How's that? There you go. Jaleel, Jaleel made it on time and he came from Orange County. Right on the dot. Mm. <laughs> We're, uh, and, and you had a, a prior engagement right here at this yeah. dispensary? Yeah, I had one um, in, in OC at uh, my favorite dispensary in OC, uh, the Tropicana. Yeah, and, uh, here, let's get you right on that microphone. Yeah. You can pull it towards you, yeah, too. You it's, know, it's, it's weird. It's like my instincts are not to pull that towards me. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, my instincts are like, well, can't you just increase the button back there? Yeah. yeah. But okay, I'm going to let it come towards me. I'm going to let it come towards me. Yeah, it's a, the RZA said, he's like, what are you doing holding on to this thing? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might want to let that go, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, your favorite dispensary, is it safe to say that it's, uh, people find it counterintuitive to know that you're, like, at dispensaries selling weed and stuff. <laughs> you know what, I man? I just I'm enjoying the rebranding of what cannabis is. To be quite honest. All right. You know, I didn't grow up as a kid uh, smoking or or any of that stuff. Never even got in trouble with the law. Um, but uh, but I was in my early 30s, man. I went on a ski trip with some buddies of mine in Aspen, and they had some great shit. And it was just like eye opening how great it was. And then I started doing my research. And obviously, Purple Urkel had been around for many, many years, so people had been sending me that little snapshot. You mm -hmm. know, like, hey, man, you get paid off this, you get paid off this. Right. I was like, nope, nope, nope. And I never even thought to because it was just on the other side of that fence. Right. But, man, our new world is going to look so different. The cannabis industry is no different than the wine industry, man. You know, all the strains are just varietals. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and for the people who know what they're shopping for, you want to make sure they get good stuff. Man, that's really interesting to compare the cannabis industry to the wine industry as opposed to the alcohol industry in general. No. Because... Uh, well, there's more connoisseurs in wine, bingo. like the same type of... Right. Yep. For, for sure. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And even the landscape of the alcohol industry in general is changing. Yeah. Where it's not just... It's almost very similar, I think, to like television, where it used to be just the networks. And then just yeah. the networks and cable. But now, the, the media has fragmented so much that there's really just like... Anybody can get into it. Steve-O is crazy. It was like, you know, if, if any of us ever really want to really take what's going to happen in the future seriously, just look at our kids. 
And my daughter doesn't watch anything on network television. Right. Unless it's a sporting event sure. or, or, or a live show like, like you know, the Oscars or Golden Globes. She watches YouTube. Like she watches YouTube and she watches Netflix and she right. watches any of the streamers that we have. Mm -hmm. um, and and once they start watching something, like, they'll have little play dates, dude, to just binge on stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't, matter of fact, I, there was this program she was watching on Netflix and I think she set up a sleepover because she wasn't sure I would let her watch it. So they binge, she and this other little girl binge. Wow, how old is she? Like uh, she's the 12. She's, so she, yeah, right. she's 12 going on, exactly, you know. Right. 14, 15 in her mind. But it was just like, yeah, all they care about, man, is YouTube and the streamers. Right. And TikTok. Did you see the documentary uh, series? I don't think it was a Netflix original, but I watched it on Netflix. It was called Murder Mountain. No, I didn't. Is that I, where they have all the like up in like? Yeah, Humboldt? it 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 was it was uh, it, the story of of uh, Humboldt County and its history with uh, the bootleg game for growing marijuana mm. and and you know it's called Murder Mountain. It's called Murder Mountain. And what platform mm -hmm. though? Uh, it, it lives Netflix. on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay. It's on yeah. Netflix, and and it's it's really pretty crazy the way it tells the story about how you know people would go missing and like all this is like kind of like a, the an, an underbelly of crime that surrounded like the you know the black market marijuana oh, sure. industry. But by the end of the series, it really turns into an indictment of the legalization of marijuana to a degree because they say that with the legalization, they really make it to get your license and, and, and all oh, yeah. this and that. Like all the costs are prohibitive yep. for the small grower oh, yeah. that they would actually prefer it still be illegal. Oh yeah, actually. It, it's, there's, um, the system isn't doing the best job um, blending the black market and the legal market. They're, they're almost going out of their way to harm the people who have been, you know, at the forefront of the community illegally, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to ingratiating them right. and saying, okay, look, you know, you can come out of the bushes over there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and, and these are all reasonable steps that you can take to become illegal. It's not, the game is not like that. For right. me, it was different because I, I, I BS you not, man, it really was about legacy. And it's just kind of like, even as I'm sitting here, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. I don't get starstruck too often. <laughs> But when you pulled up, when you walked walking up the streets, I was like, my boy freaked, and, and we got you got to meet him afterwards. He Not freaked, bad, easy, and it sure. was like I had that moment too, where I was like, yo, this Steve O, man. Oh, well, thanks, man. Like I had, I, I, I had that moment, like you know, it was just like I'm I'm doing this, man, for legacy. You know, I want I want everything associated with what I did um, in the '90s and with TGIF, et cetera, et cetera, to to live on in a positive way. And um, I didn't create this. The sh this is this was the streets saying this is how a section of us interpreted sure. you. So when you just lean into that and you embrace that, it's like it's like embracing your own graffiti art. You sure. know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm like, I, I'm sorry your building got defaced, yeah. <laughs> but but you know, damn, it's a good mural. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Right, right, right. <laughs> before the, before I went and bought some some, it's purple. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sober, <laughs> but I wanted to support it, and so I wanted to smell it. You know? Oh uh, yeah. Just to smell it for the first time on the. Is that, I'm like, why am I doing this? I, 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 why, why did I do that, dude? Like, 
And it uh, smells so good. Because you can, at least, you can at least let them know it smells that good. It smells so damn good. Well, I'm sorry. I, and, and, and I really regret smelling that because it smells so damn good. Like, I'm, like I, I'm a sober guy, and I don't like yeah. to be around. The, nah, I feel you. Know, like, like, if because it's are too drink, tempting. Yeah. If people are drinking alcohol right. around me, that doesn't really affect me. But if people are smoking weed, I'm breathing it in. Oh, yeah, but that's you one know, reason why like I'm not even... They told me that's so why uh, I'm not even smoking around. Well, I appreciate that. So just, that. just the whiff. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> and I'd be the first person to tell you, Steve, no. Yeah. Not well, Steve, you. oh, Steve, no. <laughs> <laughs> but how, how do you pick what strain you want for your right. legacy? So it's, you know, really, it's purple. That's what the, the, the actual name of the company is. Um, we just want to be the best in purples. So whether it's, you know, old family purples, GDPs, you name it, um, you know, Purple Urkel was more or less just of our, our invitation to do this. Um, and we're just, we're doing crosses and whatever and, and up and up, up in our Oakland facility. And, um, you know, whatever comes out great. We, we, we've done actual pheno hunts. And uh, that was interesting for What's me. What's a pheno hunt? Is that like, well, a, like the spores? Right. So we don't, that's where we, we pop the seeds and we get all these different plants, but we don't know what's special yet. So we just get rows and rows of plants, and then you go and you smell the plants. And like the first five plants I smelled, I turned to Brad, and I was just like, you know, I don't think maybe I have the nose talent for this. Maybe somebody else who knows what they're doing. He says, no, keep going. And then finally I smelled something that smelled, smelled, uh, smelled special. And, um, and he said, okay, cool. And then this guy from behind us with a clipboard is like, write that one down. Hmm. So we, what we do is we go through all, the, after we pop all these seeds, not all these plants are going to be good. We're looking for something special. So we end up with maybe five or six plants that are somewhat special. If you and that's a, a big volume, but these guys did a good job, and uh, and then that you create a room off of that plant. Oh, and you you're talking about seeds, not just. Yeah. So wouldn't you do like top uh, chop off the top of the plant and then just? Okay, now you. <laughs> well, no, I don't know about about chopping off the top of the just actual seeds. Well, we pop these seeds and we and we and we and we fill up a you know a, a large portion of a room, so that we can find something special right and once you find something special then you proceed with 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 that particular plant and, you, uh, and that would be your mother plant and then how long does that take you to from from sniff to Ooh, man that to, was today that was like um, that was a four to six month process really, really? yeah that really was because the first three months were just about investigation and then the the, the the back three months are what the the ones that you chose I feel like I'm throwing Tommy Chong under the bus whenever I I'm ask with a, Tommy. I'm yeah, Tommy. whenever I ask a marijuana like enthusiast sure but we were talking to Tommy Chong on this podcast and I and I just said so like is, isn't it crazy or isn't it crazy how much more powerful marijuana is than when it was like you know when you first got in the game oh, back yeah, in the yeah, 70s yeah, 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 yeah. and he says it's not he says he says it's uh so it's the same says it's the same plant nothing changed they always had that like super and, and, and <laughs> be real had the same reaction <laughs> I love Tommy Chong, but the fact is that the green stuff has become way more powerful over the years, and Athletic Greens is no exception. This is how I start every day. You can see, man, I'm starting to run a little low over here. I scoop a scooper of that stuff into a pint of water to start every day to help me be hydrated and to fill in any nutritional gaps in my diet. Because, hey, man... I don't always eat enough greens, you know? Also, this is super good for gut health, for digestion, and uh, 
if you try to take certain supplements, like first thing when you wake up, taking them on an empty stomach is no bueno. But my athletic greens in a pint of water, boom. Not only is it delicious, but it's totally okay on a completely empty stomach. And all of this stuff is sourced from super like natural, healthy, real food. And I'm telling you, it's so delicious. I religiously use this every single morning. And then I feel good about maybe eating garbage for the rest of the day. Not that you should eat garbage for the rest of the day, but if you do, man, is it important to have your athletic greens AG1 in the morning. Plus, we've got a killer deal for you. If you go to athleticgreens.com slash Stevo, you're going to get an entire year's supply of immune-boosting vitamin D plus five travel packs of AG1 with your first order. And uh, it's, it's a killer deal, man. So support the podcast, support your own health, and support this great company by going to athleticgreens.com slash Devo for an immune-boosting year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1. Yeah, dude. I love you, Athletic Greens. Now, let's talk about the other greens. You know, bless Tommy Chong's heart. He's the best guy. But I think Be Real put it pretty well. Yeah, I'm going to rock like, with Be Real on that one. <laughs> Maybe his heart is just so high that, like, nothing can't can penetrate. I mean, it's right. just... Right. I mean, Be Real, how did he put it? He said, you know, it's like you know, you've got... Uh, uh, supplements you've got you know technologies you've got like sure and even know, just the cross breeding and yeah. like you know scientists purposely, actually working on yeah. it he said if you put a uh you know 2021 nfl team up against a 1970s nfl team they, they would have a problem too i don't know because it depends are we playing by the 1970s rules or are we playing <laughs> by the 2021 mm. rules oh. i mean playing by the like... 1970s rules I mean, 2021, they had performance-enhancing drugs that are legal. In the 70s... They, they just had performance-enhancing drugs. Cocaine and Budweiser. Now they had testosterone. Back then, they had cocaine. Yeah. They were doing, like, uppers and... No, but even no, like dude uh, used to like smoke on the bench and stuff. They just did unfathomable stuff, dog. Yeah, yeah. Babe Ruth was like just fucked up. Yeah, oh yeah. Is... I don't know if it was Babe Ruth who's fucked up, uh, like, or, or was it Mickey Mantle or someone? Oh, all of them. All of them just drunk. But even oh, like, yeah. <laughs> dude could drink beer like in the, in the freaking clubhouse. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Michael Jordan was saying that when he joined the Bulls, like they were like drinking beers at halftime and shit. He's like, "What yes. are you guys doing?" Like, yeah. yeah. Who was that? Doc, Doc Ellis, who was the uh, the pitcher for the Pirates. No, no, oh. he, he 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 ate acid and he forgot he had a game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he pitched, pitched a no hitter. hitter. Yeah. <laughs> I would literally just watch a. Uh, I don't know how much of a basketball fan you are, but a lot of people don't don't really remember Vernon Maxwell from the Houston Rockets was like one of the biggest gangsters the NFL has ever seen. And I just watched a video the other day of him arguing with a fan, and he was telling the fan like, "Shut the f up." And um, the dude in the fan looks like he's like carbon copy of Bill Gates. This is carbon copy. <laughs> they were calling him Phil Gates in the, in, in the comments. <laughs> and uh, and Brennan just said he had enough. He just took his stuff up with him and just decked the fan. And uh, this was like way before Malice in the Palace, right, Ron right. Artest, and Steven Jackson. Like this dude set the table so <laughs> that they can have a buffet. Uh, <laughs> just jumped up in the stands, popped the dude in the nose. He had to be separated, came back down. Sat on the bench like he was gonna go back in the game. 
<laughs> and then I guess there was a little conversation. It was like, all right, Vernon, you did that. You got to go. <laughs> and that was yeah. it. Like, can he do that? That was like, it. It was half a season like, suspension or nothing. Wow. Pre-cameras, it probably went on daily. You yeah. know, like... Oh, I mean, yeah, the ABA was gangster, dog. Yeah. The ABA that merged with the NBA. Oh. That was part of the issue with the ABA, is that the ABA's um, teams and their locations were just far more hood. But they had the better athletes. So the NBA was coming with that corporate shine, and the ABA had the better athletes, and that's how that's where Dr. J came from. Oh, really? Is that what the, the Will Ferrell movie was based on? Yeah, the... it was somewhat based on yeah, that. Jackie Moon, so. baby. Jackie yeah. Moon. <laughs> we love Jackie Moon. Yeah, we, we we watched that one like real recent. Nice. Yeah, dude. So, uh, dude, we were we were both on a couple of, of the same TV shows. I'm sure we were. Tyler <laughs> Henry, the Hollywood medium. Yo, that dude. That dude blew my mind too. That dude effed me up, man. Is that real? I, I mean, dude. Like, here's the thing. I let you go first. Uh, that dude effed <laughs> me up, man. I'm very open-minded about spiritual matters, but. Going into the Tyler Henry Hollywood Medium show, I didn't want to look like a chump, so I came with my guard up. Yep, like same. trying to be like totally skeptical, trying to not look like a fucking chump on TV, and like, and I was just even trying to hate on it almost. Mm -hmm. And he just came with. Yeah. Well, what? He just knew things about you that he, he shouldn't know? Bruh, he just, he knew. I didn't help this guy in any way. Mm -hmm. Right. So, unless my manager at the time uploaded him with certain information, which I don't think my man did. The way he slowly broke me down, because obviously with an edit, you can make it seem like this is all happening. Sure. Right. You know, you know, in a quicker amount, a quicker amount of time. You know, it took, it was a long interview. Right. But I let him just keep getting there and getting there and getting there. And he really like, he landed hard on my co-star, man, who passed away. Yeah. Like he landed hard on her and it was just like, it just got to a point where I was like, I have to tell him who he's right. talking about. He he landed hard for, for just on my family dynamic. Yeah. Wow. You know, like with the, my, my, my sister and my, my mom, he, you know, he got that my mom has passed yeah. and, and that, uh, for me, it was just like really for me, intense. He told me he was like, there's like a r r loud room full of women wanting to talk to you. <laughs> like your 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 aunts and your just you know various relatives and it was like one person it felt like it was my grand my grandfather actually on my father's uh -huh. um, but other than that he was just like they're all shutting him up because they want to talk to you so. right hmm. yeah I mean it was it was it was pretty pretty damn impressive man and, and I felt too my takeaway watching the edited version that came out was that. That that it didn't even do justice to the experience that I had, yeah. you know, like that that they actually lost, like the the poignance of it, you mm. know, like the impact was lost in the edit as opposed to like beefed up. Right. Yeah. So wow. yeah, dude, that was that was a big one. So that one, and then what else were you guys on? We together? were both on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, that show crazy as hell too. <laughs> How far did you get? I got seven weeks in. Wow, dude, I, I got six weeks wow. in. Yeah, wow. I got seven weeks in. Uh, they like. Were you any good at dancing? They like us guys in glasses. Um, they, um, <laughs> I was I was actually pretty good. You know, I was I didn't feel like I was terrible with it, but my body was aching. Like I had to take an Epsom salt bath. Every oh, Sunday, yeah. right before the show. Um, what? Because you're training so hard. I, mean, I was training so hard. I lost how long six, did you train? I lost sixteen out, sixteen pounds doing that show. Really? And uh, yeah. Wow. We we trained 
You you know you film those. They make you film those crazy packages more, sure. more than you than you actually dance. And so I would get frustrated with that because I was like, you know, when they're signing you up, you just think, okay, you're just rehearsing all day. And I just know myself as a performer that if I rehearse all day, I'm not gonna suck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like the other way around, man. <laughs> like I, I'm, I just felt helplessly Caucasian, man. <laughs> you know, like, like I don't have rhythm, I don't know how to dance, and I could have, and I wasn't like lazy about training, but it was painfully obvious to me that I could train for 20 hours every day for fucking six months and I would still suck. Yeah, dick. yeah. There's an it factor there that you were just Yeah, there's not, just like, I just, my baseline, mm -hmm. and, and my, 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 my window for potential just wasn't that I mean, big. look, they have, the, the show has its ringers. So it's like every yeah. every season has two Car to three Carlton. people. Yeah, two to three people who have like massive dance experience. Yeah. And for whatever reason, just people choose not to focus on it and they you know they give a great dance and that's cool. But I'm like, you're going to get ice skaters and, and Alfonso Ribeiro. Right. You know, Alfonso grew up dancing on Broadway. Yeah. Like people right. forget that. Like, right. like I'm right. not gonna let you chubby Carlton this guy out. This dude was a Broadway yeah. trained <laughs> actor Juilliard and dancer. Yeah. yeah. And wasn't he like a Michael Jackson impersonator? Yes. As a kid oh too, no, no, he wasn't shit. just a you guys are talking about He trained Carlton. Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> right. And didn't he play young Michael like in a music video? He yeah, did something he was in, like he, that. He was, uh, I think he was in a Pepsi commercial. Yeah, okay. He was in a, that famous Pepsi commercial with Michael Jackson, man. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. So you were like, not a ringer, Steve. Yeah, so there was a right. lot of ringers, though. So you can't... Steve, I hate to break it to you, but... <laughs> They, they, they asked you on the show so you could lose. Right. No, no, of course, man. <laughs> and they did the same thing to me. Right. <laughs> there, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that that's the case. And for me, at that time, I had just, like, come off a pretty, like, serious downward spiral. I was living in a halfway house. Shit. You know, about, like, uh, you know, a... a almost exactly one year into sobriety I'd been in rehab for like heavy like problems with drugs and stuff and they like saw that going on they thought because they love a good transformation yep. story you know like and, and at the time I felt like it it, uh, it made sense like like you know okay like I don't know if, uh, if, if you know committing to this life of, of being a guy in recovery if being an attention whore works with that you know, like working yeah. in entertainment and now like with all this sober stuff and, and Dance with the Stars was my way of yeah. testing that to see yeah. if it could work. And I felt like it was a safe way to do that. But once I got involved in Dance with the Stars, it was so stressful, man. Yeah. What's it was stressful so scary. about it? Like, I sucked Dog, at it. first of all, you are <laughs> dancing in front of freaking 20 million, 20 million people, people. 20 million? every freaking Monday. So... You feel shot out of a freaking and, cannon with, when it, with adrenaline yeah. right before that shit happens. And, and it's live. And it's live TV. Yeah, and it's live. So the other, like one of the things Ugh. with me, I, I haven't talked about this with too many people, but it was like, look, I, I know who I am. I know what my legacy is. I'm really kind of an athlete at heart. So I always land on my feet for the most part. But I knew that having, playing, having played the character that I played for so long, I just didn't want to fall. Like that was my big fear. I was just like, if I fall or I look like a klutz in mm -hmm. any way, it could have been an honest athlete moment where you just fell or whatever. Uh -huh. But for me, that was gonna be, did I do that? Yeah. You know, yeah. it was just like, <laughs> and it was just like having that pressure dancing every week, that was tough. And it, it probably, I had my most fun week one, 
But then week five, I got my joy back again because I went to train with Kim in New York and so we were away from everybody. So we kind of uh-huh. just kind of landed off the plane with our dance. And I hadn't been in the, 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 the you know, the crap, the media crap all week because they, they follow you around differently. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, the tabloid guys, they don't chase me. They looking for Kardashians and shit, you know. They, they, but that week, or when I was on the show, oh, you know, tabloid dudes are following you around all over, all over town. Too. Yeah. I did stand up in front of 1,500 people last week. My heart rate went to 170. Dancing in front of 20 million people, I'd oh, just yeah. be like... You'd pass out. Dude. And just oh, die. Yeah. It's gnarly. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's gnarly. Yeah. I remember I, like, I, I was laying in my little halfway house bed <laughs> the night before the premiere, and I was like, I can't take it. Yeah. I can't take it. I got to wow. back out. Like, I was having like a panic attack. <laughs> and, and it occurred to me then and ever since that I can't believe that in all of the seasons of Dancing with the Stars that nobody didn't back out. Just, it was mm. too much pressure. And, and then on the premiere... Oh, no, there are people that have backed out. They just don't frame it that way. Everything is a storyline. So right, like, right, oh, right. this person got injured or whatever. Right. Like, oh, oh yeah. Whoa. I bet that, that that makes more sense. Oh yeah, no, everything is everything is a story. And it was like I hate to say it, but it was like if you did have some, you know, catastrophic fall or did some lift and dropped her and she yeah. fell on your head. And it would be on camera because they film everything. They actually <laughs> they love that. They call that right. this was the phrase I got from doing the show. They call that good TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, now that's my life sprawled out on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Right there, you call it good TV. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, but the people there are great, man. I really did. You like after after your experience on Dancing with the Stars? Did you ever go back to be in the audience? Yeah, just like yeah, I did. I actually went to visit uh, Calvin Johnson, the uh, cool. Megatron. He was on the show, and apparently he grew up being a big fan of mine. So one of his dances, he dressed up as my old character. Cool. And oh, that's so cool. Um, they asked me to pop by. And uh, even when you, you're coming, you know, you're coming through the back, you know, and, and the other dancers or, you know, Val and whatever. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a special fraternity to be a part it of. It is. It's, it's, know, it's I'm, a cool. I'm just not going to sugarcoat. The show is difficult. Yeah. Because they tell you you're going to get to rehearse this much and you don't get to rehearse that much. But it is a lot. It's just not enough in five days to pick up an entire style and choreography and that's what they want they want you to feel the stress of it fuck that yeah well. yeah i mean there's definitely it's definitely a pressure cooker yeah you um you have such a good relationship with like steve urkel the character yeah Did, was there ever like resentment towards this character that like people see you so much as urkel were you ever like oh fuck steve urkel or have you always been like Cool you know, it's, it. it's tough because um, a I've always gotten mad positivity from people uh-huh. about it, so I really kind of only react to the way, to the streets. Um, at the executive level, I think there were definitely some uh, you know certain issues, um, but I think it really wasn't about that. wasn't about Urkel, so I always like to kind of clarify that with people. I think that was just about TGIF. So I, What's TGIF? Well, TGIF was the name of the entire lineup. And there's like how many shows were on that? Yeah, it was it was it? us. It was step by step. You were first, Full House. It was Full House. exactly. Gotcha. And so I just feel like that was the beginning, really, of like being branded mm-hmm. as an actor, mm-hmm. and where brands were just kind of jumping out like crazy. Like George Clooney used to play basketball with me all the time and hmm. George is a great guy because they filmed ER right next door to us oh. but we're so branded differently you probably couldn't even imagine and other people are like what he played basketball with George Clooney as a kid it was like yeah the, we're right next door to each other was there a basketball court there or were you guys so, just bros enough to go find one so this was so this was so funny this, George was the one who taught me about about star power when I first got onto the show they had um, 
they erected a basketball set for me in the alleys between two stages. And that, I played on that, on that basketball hoop my entire childhood. And then one day a teamster came over and asked me if um, he could move the, um, the, the hoop out into a, a more common area that was uh, between our set and ER's. And I was just, he asked me personally. I was like, yeah, oh yeah, no, it was cool, man. Been there for three years in that one spot, four years. And, um, and then um, slowly but surely, I would hear people around the lot saying, oh, George Clooney's basketball hoop. Oh, over on George Clooney's basketball. <laughs> and you know, George was on his way to becoming the peacemaker now and, and Batman and the superstar. Uh -huh. And so suddenly it was like, oh no, that was that was mine. I, I said it was okay if they moved it out there. Yeah, I gave George permission. <laughs> I gave George permission. Yeah. <laughs> so we had some great we had some great battles on there. But when I but going back to wrapping up my point though about that whole like TGIF thing was it was just like, you know, there was an era when Office hit big, right after the Friends era, where it was like anything on network television had to had to have that like single camera feel, and uh, you know multicams and sitcoms were just not in; they weren't cool. So anybody that came from a TGIF show was just thought to be not a serious enough actor, mm. and we had to get past that phase. And I started doing a lot of dramas, as a matter of fact. I was on every show there was, man. If you go back and check, man, I did Castle, I did Bones, I did uh, I did Boston Legal. Mm -hmm. I was just like, mm -hmm. I don't even care what they want me to say, man. I just want people to understand acting is acting. It doesn't have anything to do with sticking people in these mediums. Like, that's the sitcom guy, and this is right. the dramatic actor. It's like, nah, as actors, we look at each other and we know who can go. You know, it's just about whether or not you're going to get that opportunity. Like, I, there's a kid right now, I'm going to just throw it out there because I know it, uh, Elijah Kelly. Um, and uh, I, he just got cast in the role to play Sammy Davis Jr. Um, mm. And I remember, I just told a friend, I was like, if Elijah got cast to play Sammy Davis Jr., he, he's going to take off. He's mm. going to take off like a rocket. I remember I was in Atlanta with somebody, a friend of mine told me Jamie Foxx was going to play uh, Ray Charles. And I'm like, I know Jamie's skill set. I knew it was gonna be big. I didn't know it was gonna be Oscar big, but it's, right. I remember when he told me, I was just like, oh yeah, Jamie gonna kill that dog. Yeah. He can impersonate anybody, and also he's a song man. So, you and then know. The, the kid who played uh, Freddie Mercury. Yep. Oh, crushed that role. Gosh, yeah. crushed it. And he's the same guy from uh, the, the one TV show with Kevin uh, Christian Slater. Uh, Mr. Robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Rami Yep, 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 Rami then, <clears throat> wait, 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 and what was your take on the kid who did Elton John? It didn't look like Elton John, man. You know what? I didn't the Rocket see, Man movie. I didn't see that one, though. No. I didn't see that one. I think that kid's a great actor. I'm, I saw the Freddie Mercury story because the right, music right, is right, so right. stupid. I had to, I had to check Queen. that out. Stupid is a good thing. That's stupid. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, so, sorry. Now nah, there you go. I was curious because uh, we had Jody Sweeten on. Yeah, yeah. You know, TGIF family. Yep. Were you guys competitive? Per show, <laughs> like oh, I have more ratings, or you have more ratings, or were you guys all tight and cool because it's a weird TGIF, yeah, weird. Nah, we niche. were we were we were all tight and cool as kids. As a matter of fact, my my counterpart really was Candace Cameron. You know, I, yeah. Candace and I grew up like that, mm. um, and so Jody would always be on the set when I saw her. So obviously, it was a big difference when I would see her at the clubs later on. But we were for sure we were kids. You know? she, yeah, we talked about she, that. She she she, <laughs> she had grown. <laughs> yeah, during her episode of our podcast, Jody Sweden crushed it. There was like. Out of nowhere, oh, yeah, Jody, like Jody, Jody was in them streets, dog. Jody was in them streets. Couldn't even believe how. But I love how honest she is about it now, and I love the yeah. the cast. The cast really came together, man, to, and 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 really saved her up. You know, they lifted her up. You know, with, yeah. uh, with Fuller House, that was a lot of that was about Jody, as a matter of fact, and yeah. helping Jody out. 
Who had the most views on TGIF? Um, was that you guys? So that was gonna boil down to time slot. That's gonna bingo. Bing. Yo, my man is that's people. You, 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 <laughs> um, yeah, that's gonna come down to time slot. When we first started, Full House was our lead in, and then they got moved to Tuesday. Ah, if we had gotten moved to Tuesday, I it's scary the numbers that we could have gotten. Friday is actually a pretty shit day for yeah. for um, yeah, because people got other yeah, shit to do. People have other stuff to do. So on you know. Airing on Fridays, uh, it was amazing that we even became a top twenty show. Uh, airing on Friday nights. How many views is that? Like uh, twenty well, the, million? Well, the views changed back. So back then, um, it it, it might have been that because it was. I just remember the points. The Nielsen points would be yeah. like, you know, when we first started, they would be like eighteen and nineteen, which is close to twenty. That's million, crazy, man. Right. Like, and then by the time we went off the air, they were down to like nines and eight. Hmm. I just remember those numbers, and now right. I look at these numbers as like 1.3. One, I'm like, right? Hmm. Why? It's it's. I don't even understand how the the system is still standing on itself. To be quite honest, I don't get it either, man. I really don't. I don't. Cause Wait, it's, you mean like you network know TV in general? You know, like, yeah, like, I just I don't get it. Like, I think the answer yeah. is that everybody's doing that, like uh, in conjunction with the streaming platform and a subscription yeah. service. That's what's what's propping it up. Especially yeah. considering the fact that I have a twelve-year-old daughter in my house who does not watch a single show on network television. Right. I'm like, what is right? What is fueling this? Yeah, I, I called my nieces and nephew on Facetime and they were watching Carter. It was that the guy who was in the green room in D.C. Oh yeah. Oh, Carter Sharer. They, were, they yeah. were freaking out over this guy. And I'm like, you you guys watch that? They're like, oh my God, they're obsessed. Yeah. It's crazy. Do you, do you have a YouTube channel or any shit like that? Dude, I'm terrible. I got to start one this year. Yeah. You got any tips for me? Just, just anything that anybody ever wants to do, my tip is to start doing it. Don't well, wait for the. But you know, I mean, like. Don't make this mistake on YouTube. Okay. Or this is the kind of content that they really, really love. Or I think I mean, we'd the, want to see out of you. The beauty of YouTube is that that you can just take a trial and error approach. Right. You can mm -hmm. throw throw shit at the wall and then go with what sticks. Um, I think that the, the best advice for for me is to uh, get yourself an editor. Yeah. You know, first start out by by writing a list of. Uh, of, of subjects like for for videos right. you know like just ideas for videos make a whole list and then just knock them out one by one and what's great is that on YouTube you can um, you can you can really uh, put what's called fair usage law to, to work you know like um, you see what I just did yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, if you want to say if you want to tell the story of your career yeah. you can go ahead and include footage from Family Matters okay and and as long as you're telling a story you're not just like you know putting it like if you're using it to illustrate a story and make points then you have the right to use that footage so see that was helpful yeah. Fair usage lies. You could even and, like <laughs> reacting to like fan I, have, I put jackass stuff, all everything, everything you know. If I want to tell a story, like I, got, I can put up a video, you know, my ten best jackass bits, and because I'm telling you about them, like like new information, like I'm allowed to do it. Nice. You could talk about being the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> my side hustle that has followed me for like freaking twenty years. That's so crazy. Yeah. You do any other voiceover work or? I, I did, um, I've done a lot of voiceover work, even with Total Blackout uh, was the show that I used to host. I actually got that gig from Dance with the, Dance with the Stars. Hmm. We used to put people in a pitch black darkness uh, for time challenges and it was on Sci-Fi Network, dog. It was one of the coolest jobs I've ever had. But they used to have me talking to the people in the darkness 
and at the same time and then they discovered we were married to that audio yeah so instead mm. they had another guy who actually created the game talk to the contestants and then afterwards after they put the edit together um i would go into the booth and i would just say whatever came to my mind um and and i would whatever he had said to our our game creator i would put in an ad lib and so it made it seem like I was there. But mm. I loved that process. So that was another form of just kind of like voiceover work. Mm. VO is kind of the best work, right? Oh, VO they, work is great. It man. pays the best. I don't know about that. That's no? changed. That's, That's changed. changed. That's changed. But I will say, you know, when you consider when you consider um, earned income, Yeah. how much time somebody's taking yeah. from you, what man. you have to go do, the compensation and the gratification. Because the other thing, too, is you get do-overs. You're in a freaking booth. You can right. do it as many times yeah. as you want. Sure. And you do it until you get it right. With my A-type personality, I'll do it 20 times, 30 times. I don't care. I just want to hear the best one. Right. And then that's the one we're going to use. That's yeah. cool. Hey, that would be Steve. Steve, like, we'll record, like, a narration to something, and it's, like, each sentence, it's, like, 100 times. So it's I'm like, a psycho. There it is. There it is. Hey, you just, you know, uh, you're perfectionist. Yeah. Even I, in what looked like madness to other people, oh, I'm sure you For were a perfectionist. Sure. Dog. 100%. So, I, just, I got a question to ask you. This is a great Sure. Time. What is your pain tolerance, dog? Oh, it's not anything special, I don't think. I mean... Are you are you saying that with a straight face to me? Right? Well, like, well, yeah, because that's the you thing. You are Steve-O, you tell me but, your pain tolerance but, 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 special. But when I'm in pain, you see the reaction. If I didn't feel the pain, there wouldn't be a reaction, and it wouldn't be the, and the entertainment... You know, it would be good TV, right? Yeah, but you, if, I, mean, if I wasn't scared, TV, yeah. if I wasn't feeling the pain, no, then true. there wouldn't be a reaction. And I think that the, it's not my pain tolerance which sets me aside. It's uh, just how much of an attention whore I really am that I'm willing to put myself into that situation. That's wild. But I yeah. wouldn't say it's an attention because when you got those third degree burns, you were still working. And that was the worst pain you've ever been in your life. Yeah, I would that, have been day one, I would, uh, day zero, hour one, I would have been in the hospital. We went to do a show. He did two or three shows stand up. He's typing on the computer. He's like, ah, just like, ah, just typing. This is before going to get uh, emergency skin graft surgery. And the doctor's like, how long have you been like this for? And he's like, five days. And they're like, you have to have emergency surgery now. How were you, how were you sleeping at night? How are you even sleeping? Uh, it, it was tough, man. It, it, that, that was a tough one. Yes. That, that, that was yeah. real tough. So you, were well, you, you sleeping for six hours, eight hours? Were you four? Uh, I don't know Best about Best sleep of his life. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about any of that. I mean, and, and yeah, definitely have you know put gone through pain. Like as a sober guy, I've never uh, filled a prescription for painkillers. So like okay. with Tylenol and Advil, I've gotten through all kinds of post-surgery shit. Yeah, no, dog. You got a you you got a different tolerance, bro. You. I think there is a tolerance there. Perhaps. Probably probably it's not a, as big as most people would think. Not because, as like, it does like, hurt. If I twist your nipple right now, oh, would you I hate really that. even oh. feel it? Oh, dude, I hate so, it. So so I did that line at the meet and greet, and I've never seen you get more pissed in your entire life, dude. Yeah, like, dude. Uh, <laughs> some, some dude, some dude just twisted in line, and like, I couldn't believe it. And his reaction, dude, it was. Why would somebody do that to you in life? Mean, people are so wild weird. though because when they're coming to see you, what I've discovered is a lot of people. It's still about them. I remember I was at I was at a comic con and um, and we were kind of setting up things with the organizers, and all of a sudden the, the rope stanchions just crashed and this dude falls over them and he's tangled up in them and it, they're spilling. It, it's just a horrible, you know. It, 
and to describe it because we all did this did you ever hop over the ropes when in in the bank when you were a kid yeah. with your with your and then and then your mom would warn you too because mm -hmm. it's the loudest nastiest noise mm -hmm. and it's just like who is this jackass <laughs> right yeah, doing goes. this right this guy is a grown man <laughs> it's caught up in the ropes like this and he's on the ground and we all stop and look at him and the dude is just like did i do that <laughs> yeah Remember and what it was in the like, ropes. this asshole did this on purpose. <laughs> this was <laughs> a moment that. that he just right. freaking staged. It was a story yeah. for him to tell. Because it, it was like, he's going to be standing there, and then, okay, the ropes will be right there. I'll crash into them. Everybody will look at me. And it was like, we gave him that moment. And his security, he's like, yeah, okay, guys, just pick him yeah. up, get, get him out of here. But it was like, it wasn't about meeting me. It was about that moment that he had dreamt of so even that dude it was just like you want, touching so he can you. say your line yeah exactly that dude was like it was his moment he's like i'm gonna meet steve i'm gonna twist his titty yeah i mean how, <laughs> how sick of hearing that were you like in the 90s and 2000s i mean are you cool with it now i'm i'm cool with it dog because i mean you know what it was really for me i'm a father dog and it's like once you have once you have kids it's just a real big eye opener this shit ain't about you so so just like I'm sitting here, I'm able to identify even this circumstance yeah. where I'm like, I'm constantly looking for the fan where I'm like, uh, you're meeting me, but this ain't about me. This is the chance for you now to tell me how my character helped you when you were getting bullied in school, mm. et cetera, et cetera. And like, that's a real near and dear story. I'm not mocking it for that person. But when they start to tell me that story, it's like, dude, I'm just meeting you. Like, I don't. I can't identify with any bullying you 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 went right, through. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. But having that moment to share that with me, that's the moment for them. A, another part of their healing, or another yeah. part of that. You see what I'm saying? Where yeah. I'm like, I'm actually face to face with the guy that I did draw inspiration from. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you kind of got to be extra graceful. Sure. Man. In relation to that, I'm curious about something. <clears throat> did you see Colin Kaepernick's show that he did on Netflix? I heard about it. He, he does this kind of like, yeah, critique you know that Carlton and Urkel yeah. are these like whitewashed black characters and yeah. it's kind of like just like all negative the way at least he's approaching it did you have a reaction to that I wasn't aware of any Colin Kaepernick controversy but I can tell you I personally had a very bad reaction to being on my last trip on tour without the charger for my whoop band I mean, dude, this was heartbreaking for me. That man, I got no insight into my sleep, my recovery, the calories I was burning, my activity output. I mean, dude, I really came to learn just how much I love my Whoop band when I had to live without it on that trip. Man, but now that I'm back home and I got it charged up, here I am. Looks like I got some good sleep last night. 96% recovery. Mm, I just love to know what's going on with my body. And you know what else? They've got this new Whoop 4.0 coming out where the charger's completely waterproof. I mean, dude. I can't even wait to get that. And you can sign up for it right now. Plus, if you're already a Whoop member and you've got six months left on your uh, on your membership or more, then 
boom, you can activate it. You can get that Whoop Band 4.0 for free. And if you're new to the program, then good news, you can get 15% off your membership by going to Whoop.com and using the promo code Stevo. I mean, that's 15% off at checkout, and I'm telling you, once you have it, you never want to live without it because it is the most sophisticated, epic fitness tracking device and app out there. Nothing can touch Whoop. Anybody who's serious about their health and their fitness is going to be wearing one because I said so. So head on over to Whoop.com. Use the promo code Steve-O at checkout for 15% off and... Boom. Let's talk about this controversy. Um, I think he's just concerned about being famous at this point. So, you know, I don't really say other people's names. I don't let other people's names come out of my mouth mm-hmm. unless I do have a extreme personal beef with them. Sure. <laughs> so that list is extremely short. Sure. Um, um, if I do say somebody else's name, I gen- generally want to say something positive to sure. big up him. Mm-hmm. So when somebody, and I met him before actually, mm-hmm. so, and it was a totally cool meeting, you know, um, dapped up, photo, matter of fact, photo still on my Instagram. I was like, I don't need to go back and highlight it mm-hmm. now though. So when somebody does that, it's just more or less like, I think it was kind of like dialogue maybe that was stuck in his mouth. I wonder. And I mean, I'm, not, I'm, sure I'm pretty sure he didn't even write it. Like Probably. The, I'm serious, I'm pretty sure yeah. he didn't even write it. Um, it was really just dialogue stuck in his mouth. And when your primary concern is just being famous at this point, then you're not thinking about who else you're affecting with, with, with those, with those words. You know what I'm saying? But you got to kind of just take it with a grain grain of salt. I'm not even familiar with the, uh, the whole thing, but it sounds... Sounds fucked up to it me. It was sort of just like purposely. <laughs> it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah, it was. It was fucked up. It was fucked up. I'm just saying, I got a daughter, so I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I was like, I did like the show, but that that was one of the few things I was like, that was like aggressive and kind of not not really fair. You know, you it know? was just it was it was a little too academic for him. It was hmm. like, hey, bro, you're not that deep, right? Right, like, yeah. if, if if you want to be a college professor and, and go ahead and, and and support that with you know ten more minutes, uh, go ahead and do that. Sure. But, but that's your backup quarterback. Like, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> it lacked a lot of nuance, and it, yeah, it just felt you know, very that was that. So I was like, but at the same time, I was like, I'm not trying to start a beef even right there. Sure. Right now, it's like, you know, there's degrees to understanding. See, you are you a vet, so there's degrees to understanding in this business. You know, just simple sound bites. What directions they can take you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I was like, he would just, I would just, I would hope that he understands. Hey, man, when you mention somebody else's name of fame in this town, it should be in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the clickbait people are gonna do what they do, and they made sure I saw it after my morning donut. Right. Yeah. Okay. So speaking about mentioning other people's names. Uh-oh. In a positive way, but what's your relationship with with Mike Tyson? Oh, I'm cool with Mike. Dude, that's my boy. I fucks with Mike, dog. Mike and I set it off for 420 this past year, man. Nice. Oh man, Mike is great. I used to run into Mike all the time too, even at Arsenio Hall show, because he would just yeah. stop by at the green room a lot. Uh-huh. I got bumped a little bit for him, you know, where they tell you you're gonna go on third now because this guy showed. <laughs> that's um, great. And you know, it's Mike Tyson. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, but Mike's man, I just I love. You know how Mike has just been able to evolve. You know, and the thing about Mike though that I, that I love though is that 
you'll get that dude every now and then who starts to get real comfortable around him and they forget hey man he's a killer <laughs> like if you anger him yeah. he, right. will, he will f you up <laughs> right. You. yeah right there, there's that one on his podcast he was talking to some dude and, and the, the guy, guy you know, yeah the guy insulted the guy insulted yeah. he's like what do you know about and i'm like i'm dying did that footage ever come out <laughs> yeah duh right where he actually socks him oh he did yeah well so the footage didn't come out <laughs> no. I, it felt like it no, i felt like i said he's gonna he's gonna hit this you know guy. what i'm talking about he's like it. hey how do you know me you don't know what to t you don't know what you're talking yep, about yep i'm so glad that wasn't me yep. because i would have just got up and left the guy's a killer dog that moment i and i know exactly <laughs> what interview you're talking about Dude, you can see, see his that. face no, he's like oh fuck i'm crazy yeah but it was like but it was like it was all oh, fuck the cameras are rolling yeah it wasn't a he's like you don't really feel that way yeah right? exactly it was like no i really do feel that way and you're in danger, you're oh, in yeah. danger. yeah that I, I don't think i saw it i read about it on tmz and yeah. i was like oh shit yeah, i never saw it either who was like i don't even remember the who the guest was but it was two dudes and then the one guy he, mike was like you know sometimes i feel like a piece of shit and he's like, no, no you don't he's like what the fuck are you telling me? and then like it just changed it got dark fast and the guy was just dark. like yeah wow. Dude, see when I'm messing with Mike, it was funny. I did a, I did a, um, a weed mass program with Mike on 420, and it was me, uh, him, this beautiful woman, Chef Nikki, the Dave Chappelle's a private chef, and, um, and and Too Short. And so you can imagine this is a fun meal, man. Yeah, yeah. And um, and and so she was cooking up some fishing fishing grits. And she put the fish and grits in front of Mike, and he took a bite, and he was like. It tastes like shit. <laughs> and he just starts insulting the fucking food right there with the chef in front of her, right? And Too Short and I are cracking up, right? But you could just tell he's kind of going off on this tangent. He's like, this tastes like my actual shit. Like, it's just, he keeps going with it. Like, yeah. it just keeps getting darker and darker, right? But it's like, I'm, you know, a smart person. Like, Yo, this is Mike Tyson. He's talking about his actual shit in reference to some freaking creamy grits right here. You're going to let him do that. Uh -huh. You're not going to correct him. <laughs> nope. You're not going to try gonna to get him back up. on course. You're not going to shut You're going to replenish your drink. You're going to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. The chef's going to be like, you're right. And, and that's what the chef did. She just, and that, that's why Too Short was just cracking up. Yeah. He was like, yo, it was a heavyweight. <laughs> I was too short even pitched a, a show idea. He was like, man, we need to start a show called Eating with Bullies. <laughs> Where chefs just like take their food onto a show with a dude who could absolutely kill them. <laughs> It's like, they I give an honest shit. review yeah. of what I mean, this even shit Gordon tastes Ramsey like. Ramsey would be like, "You're right, it's horrible." <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it. the best story, man. And too short, man. We we had too short, dude. We love oh, him, man. So cool. Yeah, yeah, we had a great time with him. Short, we gonna make that show, man. Eating with bullies, man. We gonna make that show, man. <laughs> So are you? Where are you living at now? Are you still? Are you? You're on the, the, the west side. Yeah, I'm still on the west side, man. Once I went to UCLA, I got spoiled by that weather in that side of town. You don't want to go past the 405. I didn't. I didn't want to go back to the smog checks in Pasadena, man. I didn't. Yeah. Remember those days yeah. when they would cancel recess because it was too much smog, smog out there. Smog check, man, yeah. Right? Oh shit, really? Yeah. yeah. Smog yeah. days. Smog days, man. Fuck. Dude, can I ask what's what's the story with your watch? Is that thing just badass? Oh no, it's just a random ass watch, dog. Honestly, I think it was a gift to somebody. It's not even now I you love make it. now now you making me feel like I'm like I'm it like, looks Drake, cool. I don't even think Drake would put on this watch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he would wear this shit. This is definitely not Rick Rossable. This is not Rick Rossable. That's uh. So, I'm dying to know, like, from all the network TV money, 
You know, like that. that that's the, your family matters went on for how many seasons? Man, it was like six hundred and twelve. We did two hundred and fifteen episodes. We did nine seasons, and we went off the air in nineteen ninety eight. So we got some serious anniversaries coming up, man. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Um, because when back then the network TV money was was meaningful. Oh, stupid. You know, and so you got that piling up. Yeah. We we were just talking to Frankie Muniz. Yeah. And uh, he was really smart with his money, man. Oh yeah, Frankie. Frankie he was smart. he's fucking buying he parking, parking lots. lots. Yeah. What parking lots and shit. <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, it's it's it's, it's a shithead question, and don't and, and feel yeah, free to yeah, yeah. feel free to tell me so. Yeah. But did you did you stack that money up properly, was, and did you take care of it? And, my, and, my my dad was really into stocks, so I was really I was really lucky in that way, and we were also able to do some really cool things in real estate um, in uh, the San Diego area and uh, and, wow. and the Vegas area. Um, I also owned a few homes in the Palisades for a while. Um, so I was able to always keep flipping things like that through my parents, believe it yeah. or not. Uh, but more importantly, uh, I'm a part owner in the show. So, wow. so that was that was the rarity for Family Matters with me, is that they did make me a part owner in the show. Were Damn. you the only part owner, or were, were a lot well, more people part owner? Part. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! He just looked at me like, yeah. like, you know. So it's like sometimes, you know, you 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 got a raw deal in certain areas, and um, I do look back on it, and I know that that if uh, <laughs> diversity issues back then had been different, um, yes, I would. It could have been an even sweeter deal. But I will always be grateful for the partial ownership that I do have in the show, and because it, 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 it has definitely uh, so so me. it's uh, gone on and and like what syndication like yeah. uh, and we never could have. And the thing was. We never could have known that it would pay it would pay out the way it did because if you think about it, there were a million popular shows back then though, dog. I mean everything from Drew Carey to you, Baywatch. You name it. Exactly. Mm. You don't know ten, twenty, thirty years from now what's going to emerge as the Brady Bunch type show right. that just goes Fuck. on forever. So Scooby Doo, mm -hmm. just generational, right. whatever. And that's like I that I'm more like Scooby-Doo than I am. You know, it's crazy that you know the Cosby Show will never air again, probably. Right. And Family Matters is still running. You couldn't have told me right. that, that was what, what you know that's the right. way it was going to be. So I always like you know for people to like, oh, this person's really smart with their money and this. And he was like, look, man, God has us all on individual journeys, and you know you just got to get lucky sometimes. Yeah, I dig that. You know what I'm saying? And and, and you got to know. <clears throat> you know, I've had times where I've had it good. I've had times where it was really good. I've had times where it was like, okay, I'm just kind of making a doctor's living this year um but um but yeah that part ownership has been a really a real saving grace and did you own the character too like lunch boxes and shit because urkel was on everything yeah so it's like it's really weird when it comes to the ownership of the character because it's like no talent deal was ever um extracted from the original property and okay. then i i unfortunately a lot of my um my e-commerce is bootleg and mm. so, you know, Warner Brothers never defended that. So that was really one of the one of the things also that really, really inspired me to um, to build its purple, because I just wanted some images out there that were owned by me and protected by me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's clear that you're being careful about yeah. copyright by just yeah. calling it its purple. Yeah. Well, that well, no, actually, it's purple. Everything I do is about a story. So okay. it's purple. Really, is about um, a wanting to be the best in the purple spectrum. Okay, you know, on for for all purples. But also, when people will see me in the streets, they would be like on on the low. They'd be like, "Hey, dude, 
circle. And they do that crap like as if I can't see them. They're very transparent mm -hmm, to me. Mm -hmm. And so I always just wanted something cool to say back one day. And so it's like, no, it's purple. Mm. And right. it's like that's that that so that was like the hook, the right. story of something that I've lived my entire mm. life of people recognizing me not so discreetly but thinking so. Sure. Uh, but purple Urkel the strain is just public domain. Anybody's mm. any they make it like a cab or like I said the wine industry. Anybody can you can make whatever cab you want, but you still got to brand it. <laughs> it's so crazy. I, I was <clears throat> we're both from Pasadena. I was pitching at Hamilton Park. Hey. <laughs> I, I was on the mound. And I, and I heard in the dugout, somebody goes, Urkel's here. 50 people ran to the basketball court to see you while I was playing the game. Hilarious. That's crazy. I mean, that's like the 90s. Like, you were mass. Yeah, you, yeah, I mean, yeah. the biggest you can possibly be. Yeah, that was... That, was, that, that must have been a crazy time. You know, you know the thing that I miss the most, really, is just life without cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. I can believe that. Like, and when you say that, it was just like... I don't mean to denigrate the current time, but just, we were just more present, bro. Mm -hmm. And and we didn't have these cheat codes either to like meet each other, you know, if, right. if some, you know, if some social climber girl was in the room, she couldn't just get your name, look you up, see if you're a big deal guy and move on to the next one without ever saying hi to you or anything, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And wow. the same thing even with a, with a girl. Right. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it already takes enough it already takes enough courage to walk up to a bad one and be like, I'm shooting my shot, yeah. right? Try walking up to her, you know she's got 30 million followers, it's, right? Yeah. Right, it's, it's a daunting task. Right, I mean, it's a, it's a, you gotta be a pretty special dude yeah. to have zero social media following and, and, and walk up to that chick, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So Everybody's just too available for everybody. Yeah, it's just, there's, there's so much information out there, the lurking yeah. that we do on each other. You know, even when you drop, people are dropping their, just organizing play dates between parents. The parents are all Googling each other freaking, you know, five and six mm -hmm. pages deep, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and so by the time they even open the door to, to act like they're meeting you, they've already met you. Right, right. <laughs> right. right. Met you. It's crazy, but I, I, it, I'm sober too, and I and reached out to one of my sponsors, and I was like, oh, yeah, I looked up my ex-girlfriend, you know, and he's like, don't do that. And yeah. I was like, he's like, that's stalking. I'm like, that's not stalking. I just yeah. look. And he's like, "What's the difference? You're looking at her, and she doesn't has no idea. Yeah, like I, you're stalking." I, was like, oh, I, 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 had, I had to Never get out of that, that habit. It's, it's a it's a terrible habit. Like yeah. even, it makes breakups hard. You know what I'm For saying? Sure. It was like, yeah. you know, my breakups, man, in my in my twenties were so much easier. And quite frankly, I was almost happy when I found out that somebody who I wasn't with was married and had a kid or whatever. It was mm -hmm. like, oh man, you know what? She made that step, man. Good for her. You know, what's the guy do? If you saw a picture, you, you know, now it's almost like, you know, people are, are lurking on each other and be like, I hope that bitch ain't happier than me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or like your friend breaks up with somebody like, do I gotta like unfollow them now? Or like, right. what happens? Right. Right. Like, it used to be like, all right, I won't see them anymore because my friend broke up with them. But now right. it's like, I'm all, I'm still following you. Dude, like, I mean, listen, look, right. look, 2020 was a tough year, but I was like, I remember on, my, on one of my ex's pages, I was like looking at her and I was like looking at the page and like one of my close boys who I like go hiking with is like leaving comments. <laughs> yeah, like staying in touch. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. You know, and I was just like, I damn near wanted to confront him about this shit, but I'm like, <laughs> Well, let's just wait and see if he does it again. I'll be checking back. I'll be checking like, back for it's sure. Crazy. When, when, when you're setting up play dates for your daughter, is it? Uh, does, is anybody ever like, hey man, we don't know, dude, you're in the weed game? Hilarious. Oh no, I'm telling you, bro, it's it's a new day. Um, yeah. You know, I'm a responsible parent about it anyway. You know, it's. Uh, 
I, I wouldn't drinking wine. So I mean, I'm gonna keep bringing it back to wine. Um, right. You know, it, it's all about, you know, everything's about context now, and right. so people really understand it. it's a it's it's a burgeoning business, man. There's gonna what? be a great Fourth of July celebration in this country one day, once it goes federal. What? Uh, be crazy. How be crazy. far out do you see it going federal? Uh you know, I don't want to I don't want to jinx anything, but I, I we may not make it out of this decade. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dude, what do you call it? A, a may not make it out of this decade. The uh, the the point where the tipping point, uh, tipping critical point? mass, critical yeah. point of critical 67%. mass, sixty seven percent. Dude, freaking Seth and Conan smoked on Conan's like last show. Yeah. On basic cable. Uh huh. Lit it up. And you were saying that what got you in the game was you saw Leonardo DiCaprio oh, with a vape pen on yeah. NBC, and you're like, nobody's saying anything. Bro, I was I was sitting on my couch, Leo sitting there. I mean, I got mad respect for Leo anyway because people don't really respect him for being an OG child actor. Leo yeah. was on right. Growing Pains, everything, right. Yeah. right? So I'm like, Gilbert, great, yeah, Gilbert. So I know Leo's path. Leo's just a guy that got branded beautiful, and he's a good looking dude, but he was always a hardcore character actor. Like this dude gets into character. Yeah. And uh, so, but you know, he and his crew, they get after it. And so, you know, I'm watching the freaking Golden Globes, and you're like, <laughs> NBC. <laughs> Back after commercial. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I gotta build my brand, B. I gotta build my brand. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Damn. So, so now your, your 12 year old daughter. Yeah. All of a sudden, she says, hey, Dad, let me get some of that purple shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, she already rocks the hoodie. I mean, you, you got to look at it the same way as, as, like, you know, Snoop's kids. You know, he's probably got the best litmus test of somebody growing up in a stoner's household. You know? Yeah. And, and throw Calvin, I mean, his, his, I mean, his youngest son is... is all of his sons they're they're amazing they're entrepreneurs they're all over the place they're they've got they've got their own booths at complex cons oh. and they said his daughter his uh, yeah. his wife i mean they couldn't be a more picture perfect american family you know right. it's, it's i'm telling you man he's like a football coach yeah he's a freaking like... football coach <laughs> yeah. he's got snoop's chargers uh -huh. in inglewood right. mm -hmm. i mean i'm like you you know i think that... branding is dangerous man because it can make you give a perception about something that that was wrong. It was always wrong. Right. I mean, I think that conventional wisdom would be that, hey, that's not cool, you know. But but there's a lot to be said for just being upfront with it, communicating yeah. about it, and not like sweeping anything under the rug. I'm not gonna be some. I'm, dude, my daughter's gonna drink far before she's 21. Okay, she's gonna be 16, 17, 18 years old with me, and if we wanted to taste some wine, I mean, that's ordinary in France. She's gonna taste some wine. Sure. You know, what happens is, I, I think, and you can educate me about this, I think when things are made too taboo, yeah. that's one of the reasons why, where abuses can come from. Um, uh, as, yeah. opposed, mm -hmm. as, as opposed to, you know, um, um, and that's just one of the places, you know, because you know, people have, you know, we're all battling our own demons, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but I'm like, I don't want to make anything with my daughter taboo. My daughter educated me the other day when she was like, oh, yeah, um, uh, uh, she was talking about one of her girlfriends. She's like, yeah, she's a pansexual. And I was like, what? And me and my girlfriend are both, we hitting the Googles real quick. <laughs> like, <whatever. laughs> like, hold on one second. And my daughter just, just killed casually. I'm like, okay, tell us about this. And she told us what super straight is. I guess super straight is a bad thing now. What is uh, that? Because, super straight. Well, super straight means you're straight. But the 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 um, the implication is that you're 
you're super straight. You're not tolerant of of, uh, ah. of, of of other people, right? So you would think in your mind from our generation, oh, I'm super straight. Yeah, no, I'm super straight. Wait, I don't want this thing like back. Homophobic. I want this right. thing back, right? <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. Super straight means you have that's you have almost phobias. being like super white or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> right, no, right. real. Like what, are they, what are they called with the white like the, white power? What? Yeah, I mean whatever. Like it's sort of like saying it's uh, straight power, it's, it's, right? It's, but it was like. Yeah, and I get what you're saying with it too. Right. It's like, you know, power to the straight people. Yeah, that's what it says. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, didn't that help you? Didn't that help you? Yeah. But yeah. it was like, yeah, she gave out like six different freaking orientations and, and she's in the seventh grade and it's just like a non-issue for her. It's like, it's the future's going to be different. Yeah. Stop looking at 2030 through the lens of somebody who really was told what to do with their life in the 80s and the 90s. That's great, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a wild time. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> it got I deep, was, it got, got yeah, I was thinking yeah, about yeah. Like, something. No, oh, I don't. Wait, I, I got a I random have? question. Was uh, married with children going on at the same time? Oh, yeah. And, I, I knew Faustino. I knew those yeah, guys. Yeah. No, come on, man. I knew Faustino, Faustino was real clever with his money. Yeah. yeah. I knew Faustino. But Faustino was a fun dude. He always had hot chicks yeah. and hot cars, man. <laughs> Why do you say he's good with his money? I, I, you... I, you know, I knew him a little bit uh, for a while back, and I got that impression that he Yeah, I don't know really... his Merrill Lynch portfolio. I just know he had hot, <laughs> and hot cars back then. Yeah. yeah. Bud was having a good time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Bud got down. <laughs> He should sell weed, Bud Bud. Oh my God, dude, Purple Urkel and, and Bud, Bud Bundy. <laughs> Not Bud Bundy, the TGIF pack. Wow, dude, we might need to... The TGIF pack, yeah, wow. <laughs> Fox might have something to say about that. That's yeah, possible, yeah. My yeah, issues right. are clear, but Fox might have something to say about that. Right. So I'm gonna stay away from Bud Bundy. Bud, <laughs> Bundy Bud. <laughs> so, so you're just going around today making appearances at the different stores? Yeah, man, it's like, you know, I'm really passionate about it, man. Like, I love interacting with the customer. I love talking to the bud tenders because uh, our quality is so good. You saw his reaction when he opened. Our quality is yeah. so freaking good. Yeah. And what happens is, I'm just keeping it real. Most people are like, all right, another celebrity trying to sell us tequila or weed or whatever, right? right? It was like, the way to differentiate yourself with that is, you know, work your butt off, man, and get in, get in a partnership with somebody who cares about quality and packaging and all that good stuff. And then the customer just turns right there in front of you. Yeah. like, Is that 710 Labs yeah, for you guys? Yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, this is not a gimmick. It's like, no, bro. I want to sell more perp than any brother in this country. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah, you will. Yeah. That, that, that's good, that's man. That's good. Is, it, is, is there any comparison... To say, because this has crossed my mind, how Bob Saget, you got this image of him from yep, Full House. That's why but I brought then, TGIF. But then, <laughs> but then it turns out that in his comedy, the dude's bluer than hell. He's a fucking raunchy ass guy, Dude. and, and it, 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 it takes people for, for a loop. And so then is, is there any comparison to you where you've got this image, yeah. and then, oh, but you're the dispensary cat. Listen, man, we almost had an epic... We almost had an epic event take place. Uh, Dave Chappelle flew me, Saget, Dan Cook, Lunell. It was like a whole plane full of comedians. During comedian the pandemic for his pandemic comedy deal? To his, uh, to, to his uh, summer camp Ohio. in yeah. Ohio. 
I went multiple times actually. It was it was Dave and Elaine and Do you do stand up? They know, I don't do stand up yet. I I'm I'm waiting until my child support days are done. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have some material. Right. <laughs> Stacking up material. For yeah, but um but dude, it was me and Saget on the plane and they were gonna do a full house team versus family matters team of kickball. Okay. Wow. And the bubble broke that weekend. Like somebody got COVID. Oh, got it. And we all had to just, you know, and this is like, it was going down. So like if you had COVID, it wasn't just the cooties. Right. It was, you know, it was like an AIDS announcement, which right. is like a, yeah. <laughs> Scarlet sure. Right, exactly. It was it was a total scarlet a, letter. Yeah. Nobody wanted to be around the you. Death Nobody. Yeah, it was it was freaking crazy. You could tell me right now, like, oh, I just had it two days ago, and I'd be like, Really? Was your arm sore? No, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Uh, where, did you get the chills? So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, that was gonna be an epic event. Saget is dirty, dirty, yeah. dirty. We on the plane, man. It's just, you know, I don't I don't take it there necessarily. I sure, think sure, of course. I almost kind of wish for his sake that he had been able to, um, you know, kind of like transition from a little bit dirty before you just go full dirty on them mm-hmm. because it's really it's un, it's jarring yeah you know and it's like <laughs> i would sit in the audience and and he doesn't hold back like right. you know bob's bob and and i <clears throat> i love him for it but it's like i love comedy on a on on a deep level i love comedy like you know we would pre-appreciate this bud you know what i'm saying where i'm yeah. like I know the good of it and I know the bad of it. Yeah. And so I know when it's getting rough, when it's getting rocky, and uh, you know, and I also know when it's special. And, and he rides the gate. He rides in. that line hard, he's, yeah, bro. He rides that. He's, uh, he's going full Tracy Morgan. Yeah, yeah, dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he still has people like we were at the Comedy Works in Colorado, and they're like, we had Saget here, and some lady like walked out because she was like offended. Yeah. It's like you still don't know at this point, like yeah, he's not Danny who Tanner. he is when you're buying that ticket. Yeah. Like he still has people like, right, oh, yeah. this isn't what I expected. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, and I wasn't suggesting that you. I was just saying just with the weed. You know the the weed tie-in that it's like oh you know it it's uh it's just, I'm telling you man, it's just it's a new it's day a and age day. man I'm trying to catch day. listen what I'm trying to learn about these NFTs man what's going <laughs> yeah. on are, are you gonna make us an NFT man what are we has yeah, Steve on NFT I, I sold one of them you sold you've already I, sold one I sold yeah. one so again I'm, not, I'm I'm too far behind in life but you could do one that says did I do that and then like sell that as an NFT that'd go I bonkers I wonder if there's any copyright well, connotations Chanel, to that oh maybe because Chanel West Coast wanted to, to NFT her laugh and like people were asking her to do that. I don't right. think so you can, can you... copyright somebody's laugh. I mean, copyright's yeah. gonna be a question. You gotta be able to own whatever it is you're selling, right. from my understanding. Yep. But uh, you know, when NFTs came out on the scene, you're hearing about, oh, you know, Logan Paul made five million bucks in one day, you know, selling NFTs. And I'm like, all these numbers flying around. I thought, I have to do this. And uh, I, I sold one for like three grand, which is nothing to sneeze at. Three grand's great, but compared to the numbers that I'd been seeing right. floating around, I, I was a little less excited with the experience than with the idea. Gotcha. <laughs> I want to start buying weed, <clears throat> weed shops in the metaverse. Are you? Do you Ooh. know anything about that? I mean, people are buying like fucking blocks in New York on the metaverse, and they're like, it's equivalent to people. Uh, buying Saks Fifth Avenue, like the Fifth Street in New York in the 1900s, like cause, okay, because so, okay, I got, I have a real, I don't even know, I have a real ignorant question, and I have been busy, so give me, you know, give me a pass. <clears throat> All right, know, I'm, 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 I'm with my dad. I got, I got, I got a lot of household <laughs> responsibilities. What the fuck's the metaverse? Whatever. No, I, I know what the metaverse is, but how the fuck do you get into it? 
Like, where's the door? Like, where's the door? It's the Oculus. He's always sending me shit about it. I cannot even understand cryptocurrency. So I damn well don't even have a fucking handle on the method. The only I mean, it's thing like I website, can say is right? it's that movie Player One Ready. Ready Player, Ready Player One. Player whatever one. the fuck okay. wrong And I think that's what it is. Okay, but I'm saying, I'm like, is there... I, I get that, but... The, <laughs> but I, I think it's like, it's like going on like, Instagram. I don't either. But it's, yeah. like, but it's like, when I go to Fifth Avenue on Google Earth, right. they're not selling me that. I'm looking at it on right. Google Earth. Yeah, that's different. Why is it when I put on my Oculus, Fifth Avenue now has a price tag? Because you're gonna look down, and you can see you can wear Nikes, and it's not just your feet. It's like you got the dope. I, I, I just spit that out. <laughs> I have no idea. Take, but if you take your, but if but, but if you like take your your headset off, and now it's time to get down with the chick, and you can't. You, now you're not wearing Nikes. You're wearing Mikey's. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. It's, it's, are you still cool to her that you no. had you had Nikes in in the metaverse? Yeah, no. <laughs> if you meet it's, a girl uh, in the metaverse, yeah, she also, never wants to meet you in real life. And also, like, are you interacting with the person side by side yeah. in the metaverse, or are you interacting with somebody else in the metaverse, then taking your headphone phone off and having an independent experience with this person? That's what the, I don't think they're the actually next. I mean, if you run into someone in the metaverse. <clears throat> They're you, not you won't, physically in the room with you. No, it's you. like you're going to go to the Eiffel Tower and you can look up and see the place and see the people that are visiting right there and whatever, and then you take your thing off and you're, you're in your bedroom. But is it just Earth? Like, the metaverse is Earth? Like, there's the Eiffel Tower, there's New yeah, York, so what you there's just not like... like I, I not like, like, why the fuck would I spend a whole day with a fucking headset on, going to LAX in my headset, <laughs> getting on a flight, enduring a five-hour ride, or do, does it because take that long in the metaverse to get to? No, uh, it's instant. To, 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 uh, it's, it's, so it's, you can at least teleport there. It's the oh, same so thing as that. Okay, so, okay, we learned something today. There's teleportation <laughs> in the metaverse. Well, it's, it's the same thing as doing this on your screen all day. You know, you're like... You know, but now you... All right. Well, I we're think getting the we're, light. The, we got to wrap up. Yeah, we're Julia's getting we're getting the light, and this is where this is longer than we basically oh, ever goes. So just emo, so I didn't give a fuck. Dude. I was, was rocking. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I love it, man. I've enjoyed the shit out of this, man. I really, I really have enjoyed the shit out of this. You know what, man? I think at the end of the day, what this whole celebrity thing is, we're going into this new age where, like, I don't even know what how to define a celebrity necessarily right. anymore. Uh, you know, you, you, you. you trigger a lot of nostalgia for a lot of people and I think I do the same thing yeah so you know when my girl hit me up she was like yo Steve I want you on on, on, on his love podcast it. you know it was like an instant yes yeah, and I, I just it. I just kind of hope that I'm able to kind of like be that myself a little bit too where I hope sure. that when people say hey Jalil White wants you on his podcast it's, that, that that it's like it's an instant yes Dude, I'm like it. Just know that we, we're instant yeses, right, I think, bro. And Dad, I love that. I love Dad, it. I appreciate it so much. And, and we're clearly promoting It's Purple. Oh, so you. where do we send people to get it? So uh, just go to itspurple.com um, or uh, at Purple Urkel on, uh, on Instagram. And then just click the link in the bio. And all our stores are always listed right there. Um, in L.A., I know Tropicana is uh, in O.C., and uh, the Artist Tree is one of my favorite stores out here on, uh, on in West Hollywood on Santa Monica Boulevard. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some really like you know Apple level type stores out there right mm, now. Crazy. Wow, super techie. You know, really uh -huh. glad. That's what it's like. I'm like, I refuse to let anybody call this the weed business. If you yeah, haven't okay. been into one of these stores, man, and All you right. see, it's and a you trip. See, and you see what it is. Wait until the lounges come out. Man. We got lounges the... coming in freaking uh, in West Hollywood. Uh, West Hollywood's about to take. 
over um, what Amsterdam used to be wow. and take it to a whole nother level. Fuck. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'll buy that in the in metaverse. In my defense, I had called it <laughs> You're the... a fool, dog. You're a fool. <laughs> you want to smoke in the metaverse? Yeah. I'll fuck you in the metaverse. You gotta be You gotta download weed. I'll get high as fuck in the metaverse. There, that's epic. I was gonna say I called it the weed game. <laughs> we'll let it slide yeah. this time. And um, yeah, and so other than that, like uh, you, you got Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Add Jaleel White. Um, I'm in. Um, I'm in Adam Sandler's movie Hustle coming out next cool. summer. Oh, sweet. Um, there's still a lot of film works that are in the uh, that are in the pipeline. Um, you just those happen so slow. And the sure. metaverse speed says you got to be talking about what you're doing right now. Yeah. Right. That it was like, yo, it takes like, you know, I get a it. year and two years to freaking edit this stuff and then you get to talk about it. Yeah. Be- be- before you go, who was a better basketball player, you or Clooney? Oh, I used to get his ass, dog. Come on, I used to get his ass. <laughs> but I will say this. But I will say, but I will say this, dog. I always respectful of Mr. Lacomo. I always re- Yeah. Um, his, uh, his horse game was out of this world, you could not beat George at horse though. Okay, cool. He's got the shot. He's yeah. got the shot. Yeah, he George was doing. You remember those those McDonald's commercials where it was like you know off the backboard, yep, off sure. the sign, off the car. For that, sure, that's how George plays. Okay, <laughs> cool. And he's good at it. Good, right on. All right, what's well, dude? Out. I'm stoked on that. Anything else we can plug for you? We don't need to plug crap, man. We having a good time, man. Dude, it's Merry Christmas, yeah, Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, you too, Happy holiday. Go, go listen to some Black Christmas music and uh, <laughs> and don't feel bad about calling it Christmas, man. You know what I'm saying? Right on. I love it, man. I love Thank it. you. All right. Yeah. What can we say about Jaleel White, man? Just a good dude. Like, man, I, I'd like to think that I'm going to hang out with him in the future. Really enjoyed that. And as always, man, you guys who stick around to the very end of the podcast, you're what it's all about. I bow to you with my gratitude, my glorious street team. And there's really nothing else to say except thank you. Fuck yeah. And thanks, Jaleel White. Woo, that was killer.